Hello, hello, and welcome to another hometown daily news show. Season two, episode 139 for May 19th, 2023. An AR laptop and more news. And here's a quick rundown of the articles we'll be talking about tonight. We're going to talk about a Stardew Valley portrait creator, Apple personal voice, Instagram, Twitter competitor, Target recalls candles, Starbucks switches to pebble ice, TikToker Sue Montana, mini con- mini kangaroos, now mini kangaroos, I wants one, plastic is pervasive in our food supply, power wash simulator is scrubbing the market for themes, and my dream laptop is getting closer to reality. Let's get into today's articles. Hello, hello. I am Merwat. That is hometown.com. And up there is the visualizer for the AI that, like I said yesterday, keeps me out of trouble. I want to say hi, dear AI. Good evening, hometown citizens. So today I am going to introduce you to a new feature over at hometown.com. Um, I, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think another website does this for its news. Um, so I think it is a unique feature to hometown, but you have to be a citizen to utilize it. And I'm going to demonstrate this for you, um, right here at the beginning of the show, I was going to release it, uh, next week. Um, but what I'm going to do is this is the minimum viable product for this new feature. So we're going to launch it today. Next week, additional features will be augmenting this as we ramp up uh, a bigger and bigger feature set around this. Um, but essentially what we've done at hometown is afford you the ability to manage your news, um, in a way that allows you to avoid re-seeing things that you have already seen. See, the problem is um, I'm overwhelmed with news. And so I want to see it, I want to consume it, and I want it to get out of my way. And because I consume so much via hometown, um, I decided to develop this method. And what you can do on any mobile device, as well as your desktop, and on the desktop, you just click and drag left or right and it will swipe it into either saved or forget ignore whatever you want to call it but right now it's actually called ignored articles and saved articles and so what you can do is just swipe it away this is actually saving it into the saved articles um, page and what it does is it just refreshes the page and displays it just like you would have it displayed on your home page, except that it's nothing but the saved articles. Um, and so I've been throwing a bunch of stuff in there. And so it was paginating it or paginating it, um, so that you can uh, go back if you want to. And if you don't want it here anymore, you can just throw it to the right and that will throw it into the ignored articles. And as time goes on, um, additional functionality, additional features will be um, augmenting this. 
And so here are some, and what's neat about this is that they'll never end up on the front page again. So when you go back to your front page, uh, I have more functionality than most people. So it's a little bit slower, um, but I'll work on that too. Um, but when you go back to the front page, you won't see the articles that you have either ignored or saved. Um, to consume those again, to go back and leave other additional comments, you can go either into the various channels or you can go into saved and ignored and go and then click on those and you can uh, access comments, leave a comment. Or if you no longer want it saved, you can just swipe right and it'll throw it into uh, the ignored bin. Um, and that's where it stands. I think that it's a pretty neat feature. And um, yeah, I, I don't think any news site has this. Um, but you can basically build a favorites list and we have plans um, for additional functionality, but I'm not going to I'm going to tease you with it. If you're interested in this, uh, to utilize this feature, you have to become a, a, a citizen of hometown and you will, um, if you're not, you'll basically get told via the page that you have to join. Um, right now that's how it is and it's all free. Um, there is an ad somewhere on the page. I think it's down here at the very bottom so far below the fold that I don't think people even reach that far unless they're going to be turning the page. Um, but you can always just limit this to 25. It speeds up the page quite a bit and then you can go next, next, next. So we'll, well keep working like on this. I do it in 50 um, articles at a time, but I'm yeah. really excited about the new features. Yeah, me too. I, I was so happy that this was implemented um, this quick that uh, I had to roll it out before the weekend came. But that's how it is. Um, pretty easy peasy. Um, but on mobile, it's even faster and it's easier because you can hold your phone with one hand and just swipe left or right and throw one after the other, either into saved for later or ignored. Um, and if you come up with an idea for something, some feature, feel free to send an email to mayor at hometown.com and um, I'll uh, evaluate it to see if we can add it. But um, right now, we've got a bunch of ideas and we'll be sticking with those, at least for now. Okay. And I just want to keep talking about it and showing it off, but I won't. Um, okay. Oh, and if you are, once you're signed in, you'll see this. Um, this is kind of like a, a power panel, you know, you a profile panel as well. So, and then within that, you have the saved or ignored articles and you can do other stuff. Um, and uh, it's also available through here. We have it for different types of users who want to interface citizens who want to interface in a different way. You don't want to drop through menu after menu. You just have this open and you can go through it. So anyway, that's it for now, at least at hometown.com. Uh, so go check it out. That said, let's get into today's articles. Um, I only have 10 articles. Let's get going. 
Oh, I, I don't need know to how do you that. got to only 10. There was a lot of news in the last 24 hours. You know, I just have to, I have to whittle out the, the stuff that either, I don't know it. I think that there's other stuff that was more interesting, um, at least from my perspective. And so, you know, without being too showy about my bias, these are fun for me. Um, I think because, uh, you selected some of them, I selected some of them where they cross over. Then I think that we're on good footing. Um, and then depending on what other people have sent in, it augments this. And so what I, then if something actually is seen outside of hometown, um, that's kind of like icing on the cake. Oh, there's other people that are interested in this too. Um, but for the most part, all of the information that I see outside of hometown is in hometown as well. Um, just without all of the other noise, there's so much noise out there that it's, there are a lot of issues that people are missing entirely because they're surfing through a bunch of noise. Um, and I'd rather talk about certain things in real time here on uh, Twitch and then expand as citizens grow here on Twitch, over on YouTube, on the podcast and on hometown.com. I would like to start launching these shows and then they would be niche topics, highly focused on whatever the, the actual show's topic is. I mean, we have all kinds of stuff from writing to drinking, which might actually not be that far away from each other. Um, right. But, Some of the best writers, I think, uh, have been drinking at the time. Yeah, really. I actually had one. Well, I shouldn't even say this because that's like throwing them under the bus. But anyway, I'll, let's just move on. <laughs> um, it involves grading and alcohol and oh, no. grades grades increasing as alcohol is consumed. Yeah. I said, yeah, it's probably not a good policy, but it is what it is. Okay. So with all that in mind, let's get into today's articles. So the very first article is in the Warcrafter channel. Everyone should use the Stardew Valley portrait creator immediately. That's exactly what I said when I saw this. I think it's really fun. Non-artists rejoice. You can now have a custom pixel art portrait of your farmer in Stardew Valley. And it's not AI powered either. Eh. It's a free character designer tool with art by Poltergeister, the pixel artist who did all of the portraits for the giant Stardew Valley expanded mod. And you can use your portrait in the game with the help of a couple of other mods or just use it like a uh, pick crew maker. Okay. So let's go over to PC gamer and Lauren Morton is the author. And if you're into pixel art, these are pretty neat as far as pixel art goes. Um, the artist from one of Stardew Valley's biggest mods has created a custom portrait maker for your farmhand. This actually seems like a could go well beyond Stardew Valley. Um, the Stardew Valley character portrait maker is a free browser quote unquote game is what they call it. They quote unquote game over on 
uh, itch.io or itch.io as I say it. I don't know if other people, every time I say something or I hear somebody say this, they always say itch.io or just itch or itch.io. Um, I've heard all kinds of stuff. So where you can design your own farmer's hair, clothes, color options, and then download a handy PNG file. They say it's pretty cute and easy uh, tool with lots of different face shapes, hairstyles, and colors. Uh, marks like freckles or scars and accessory options too. Seems like pretty fun. It says there's an, a masculine version of the tool that uses a body shape with a slightly wider neck and shoulders. All right. Why wouldn't that be an option? That's weird. Right. Why does it need to be something separate? SDV Creator uh, MASC. It's, they, they refer to it as masculine. Weird. You'd think that it would just be another option in here, you know? Pivot. Yeah. This or that, you know? Or just make it a bunch of options within it so that you don't have that, you know, binary decision making. Hmm. All right. I don't know why. Sorry, I'm fixated on that because I'm like, well, what if I want to be a thicker necked? I guess that's not going to be an option in a sure. portrait maker. I All was right. thinking the same thing, like that might not be the best split right now. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a bad take in this day and age, but I'm not going to step into that fray. They're doing it for me, I guess. <laughs> So anyway, I, I really dig this kind of stuff. I'm into the pixel art kind of thing. I'm into the um, like emoticons um, or emotes um, as they're called here on Twitch. But scaling these down, you might lose some of the resolution if you want them like uh, the little. So the AI doesn't spend much time on Twitch um, is only really in hometown and um, so may not be familiar with uh, emotes, but basically there's there's little pictures and really skilled artists can distill this down to this tiny little picture. I can't even remember how many pixels are involved in this. Um, oh, I are swear those in like chat, two. for example? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then I know what that is. Yeah. Um, and they're just some of them are just amazing um there's a a streamer who is a vtuber um named brilding b-r-b-r-i-l-d-a-i-n brilding um and their little emotes are spectacular um i don't think that i've ever been able to weasel my way into finding out who the artist is and i don't have enough uh clout right I'm not a partner. I'm not an affiliate. I don't even have the ability to deploy um, emotes in my channel yet. Um, but I want that quality of emote when I can. So, oh, and there's a good. Follow me over here on Twitch. Come on over. <laughs> Just mash the follow button. <laughs> I need to get more people coming um, each day uh, for this one hour. Um, to, uh, so that I can uh, apply for affiliate. Um, most people say, yeah, you don't sit there and, and um, you know, ask for that kind of stuff, but I'm here only one hour. I will be expanding to more hours. Um, 
but I would really like to get the ball rolling on being affiliate and offer up these emotes and um, keep moving forward. And since right now I'm only an hour, I basically just need to ask people to show up. Come on over, have a discussion with me, throw some words into the, into the chat and uh, let me know you're there and give me permission to repeat your statements in chat. And uh, we can have a discussion about this kind of stuff. You know, what's your take on this, that there's a completely separate app for quote unquote masculine version of this um, pixel art? I don't know. Uh, to me, it's in this day and age, it's a weird take. I'm not bent out of shape about it, really. I just think that it's an interesting conversation in this day and age. So you want to move on to the next article? Yes. So this next article is over in the Smack Talk channel. Everyone should use personal voice. It does in, in 15 minutes what currently takes several weeks. So this is an Apple feature that was rolled out with the latest um, operating system update. And it's an accessibility feature that allows you right now to take all of your um, phone names, right? So for 15 minutes, you train personal voice with your voice and it breaks on the phone. It doesn't get sent out to Apple. It breaks your voice into individual phonemes and then you can type stuff and it will speak in your voice. Um, what do you use that for? If you lose your voice or Oh, you want yeah, something, I, I understand. Got it. Or you want something translated, you can actually use this as the translation device in your voice, um, all without actually speaking. So there. I mean, it, it, it sounded really cool. I just couldn't think of what the application was, but I was thinking about it from somebody who could speak it. Right. So, and they give the hint, the kind of a hint about sudden loss of your voice. If you have a sore throat, if you're whatever the reason is, you could just type blah, 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 and it will actually speak in your voice, your inflections, your, it's you. In fact, a Congress critter, um, you deployed this, um, uh, while in session to, uh, amplify the message that reality hacker is a real thing. You won't know who to trust at some point. It's going to be so real now. Now, just to drive home the point here, I'm going to go over to nine to five Mac, which is the source Ben love J love joy, um, wrote this article. And again, you can do this now. It says, while personal voice is one of the most exciting of the upcoming accessibility features Apple announced this week. You may have thought it wasn't relevant to most people, but a new report today suggests that we should all take advantage of, um, of it when iOS 17 launches. So you can actually get an, a, you can get a beta version of this right now. Um, all you have to do is be part of the beta program anyway. So they say from Stephen Hawking's uh, robotic voice to voice banking, uh, we're all familiar with speech with the speech synthesizer used by the late Stephen Hawking. He could select words and phrases that would be spoken aloud, but in a very robotic voice. If 
prior to him losing his voice, he had used or had this feature, then it wouldn't have been robotic. It would have been his actual voice. Um, so it's, it's really neat. Um, but so that's basically saying you should be doing this now if you have your voice so that if you don't have your voice, you have a way to communicate, at least verbally. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. Um, in fact, there's recorded um, iterations of previous languages that have been lost to time. And by using those broken into phonemes in another way, they could re-scope the phrases and then say those phrases into Apple personal voice and recover the natural spoken language for pretty much anything that could be said. So they, you could resurrect lost languages uh, because the, you know, the people front who used to use that language have died off. And so the language is gone, but recordings remain because you may want to have somebody speak that language, but say something different. Well, what do you do? The language is gone, so you only have those fixed languages. Well, now you could resurrect those languages. You know, people who are very interested in linguistics may be interested in recovering that and being able to speak. I think it's pretty neat. Um, let me back up real quick. Yeah, that makes me think anthropologists are going to be going to far-flung peoples trying to... Uh record voices in this way, which I don't yeah. think is a bad thing. No, not at all. Um, yeah. I mean, it shows another sector of society of, um, humanity. Yeah. Anthropologists would be the, would be the people that I would be, um, driving this to as well as anybody who needs the accessibility features. Cause that's what it's an original intent is accessibility. So, and they talk about uh, current voice banking takes several weeks. You have to speak 1500 phrases can be expensive as well as time consuming, of course. Um, but again, because it gets broken into phonemes, you can basically say anything. Oh, and I was going to say this, um, before I started talking about all the rest of this, um, close to 13, 14 years ago, I did this. I actually um, used Python and recorded, um, uh, speech and I could have anybody say anything just by getting their spoken word, breaking it into phonemes and then Python reading the text message that I said, uh, go ahead and say this. And it would read it just like any president, anybody in the room that I happen to be able to record etc um and and that was close to 15 years ago think of the sophistication of the programming used in this it's amazing 15 minutes that's all it takes so i'll probably end up doing that this weekend just to see what it's like um Everyone, they say everyone should use personal voice. Personal voice not only reduces the time and effort involved in those already diagnosed with a condition known to lead to loss of speech, but it 
but is sufficiently painless that it makes sense for everyone to do it as an insurance policy. Yeah. You would be able to have a voice, your original voice, even if you lose it in the future because it's stored on your device. And again, they say that it does not go to Apple. It's all done on device. Pretty neat. You want so to go is on that available mm -hmm. on all Apple devices now, like in the most recent update? Um, not, not the most recent update. It will be in the most recent update, but you have to wait for iOS 17 to launch, which will be around WWDC. Um, I think, you know, I don't. Which, that's in June, but I don't know the exact dates. Let me see if, yeah, I must have deleted it already. There was an update today. I think you can get into the uh, program that allows you to um, install the, the beta versions of it. Um, flight, test flight, right? Yeah, it's test flight. So once you join test flight, you can actually download it. I hesitate to do that beta testing on your live device because if something catastrophic happens, you lose everything. Um, and if you back up to the cloud and you get rid of older iterations of your cloud storage, then you basically can't restore. Um, but suffice it to say, if you're a risk taker and you don't mind, you know, trying out brand new features, go for it. Okay, let's go on to the next article. This next article is over in the Daily News Show. Instagram is reportedly testing a Twitter competitor and the first leaked images indicate a summer release. Um, and this is kind of like going from one to the other. It's not going to make a difference. They both have the same contempt for their users, it seems. Um, Meta is reportedly pitching celebrities and influencers to join Instagram for your thoughts. Another billionaire fever dream. A new report from the Substack of uh, Leah Haberman cites conversations with a creator who met with Meta about the app. Initial images of the app in uh, marketing materials make it look like a mix of Twitter and Instagram. Quote, the Instagram for your thoughts, end quote, being built by Meta to compete with Elon Musk's Twitter could launch as soon as next month, according to several reports. And this is over at businessinsider.com. Uh, Aaron McDade is the author. Why is it that we all are bound by whatever fever dream comes from billionaires? There are amazingly skilled people out there, and yet the only thing we hear about, at least in press, is this. You know, I mean, this is the same person that said that everybody who was using Facebook was a freaking idiot. Giving them, giving him all of your personal information. This is the same leadership that manipulated the news feeds of 700,000 people many years ago, but then it still went on again and again and again, these experiments on its user base. 
the reason why it can be done is because it's a private sector business. It isn't a government. So it isn't a government organization. So you can't file FOIA and get anything from a business. You can't file an ethics, it, anything. It literally has to come out from a whistleblower saying that a criminal action or abuse of people uh, and their rights um, are is underway. Something that violates something federally for it even to get any look. So why do we keep leaning on there, looking at these billionaires? The billionaire class that you're looking at, folks, you're never going to get there, even in your wildest dream. Even if you win the lottery, you're never going to be a billionaire because you don't have historical generational wealth that's been exploiting wealth generation again and again and again, consolidating wealth and power and influence. None of you are going to be that billionaire class. So embrace the middle class and make us all stronger so that we can build up competition and we don't have to suffer under these fever dreams. Everybody kowtowing to the billionaires because they might slip us a bone for crying out loud. Give me a break. Anyway, Instagram now is going to be a competitor. I've had these conversations with people when when the barrier to entry is you have to have billions to launch a business so that you can compete. There's a serious issue with entrepreneurship. So all these little dogs, all these little dogs are going to be barking to launch a new Twitter, let's say. But then the moment that a billionaire comes along and says, Hey, I'll buy that for $10 million and it's more money than you would possibly make in your lifetime. You take it because you can't fault somebody for doing that. No, honestly, but I don't want to live in some billionaire's fever dream. I just don't. I really think mergers and acquisitions, I I can't fault people for taking the money, right? Work is hard work. Money, if somebody has a shit ton of it and they're willing to give you 10 million of it to acquire you and your product for two to five years, fine, take it. But for crying out loud, man, we are suffering because there isn't enough competition out there getting spoken about. So tell me about the things that you discover about the businesses that are starting up, the the people that are out there that are amazing that you want to talk about. Talk to me and I will bring them here into Omtown. I've got a a segment in Omtown that's all about entrepreneurs. It's all about startup uh, culture. It's it's designed so that we can talk about this kind of stuff and introduce competition and and promote something other than the billionaire class fever dream. Anyway, um, again, this might launch here by summer. Um, and it's basically a Twitter Instagram crossover. But I'm again, still excited that it's a Twitter competitor, but I'm not really excited about the source of it. Right. Yeah, I. I mean, it's still just going to be 
It's going to be the meta ecosystem. Twitter 2.0, right, or Facebook 2.0. Yeah, it's just going to be a, a, a Facebook Twitter. You know, everybody should just um, switch over to Mastodon, damn it. <laughs> Neuter all of this and, and just switch over to Mastodon. Find uh, Omtown has Mastodon as well. So you can just go to citizen.omtown.com and sign up for our Mastodon account. Anyway, so citing conversations with a creator who met with Meta, Haberman confirmed some previous reported details about the app, including plans for it to be decentralized. So Mastodon reported by platformer in March. She also reported that the app could be released as soon as next month. I don't know how they can spin up something that's decentralized and still under the complete control of Meta unless it's filtering all of its data to a centralized location. Yeah, I don't know. Bloomberg confirmed part of it. Um, the Twitter competitor has been referred to as Project 92 or P92, which I swear is an exercise thing. It might be he something else. I don't know. Anyway, it says the app may be compatible with other apps like Mastodon, allowing users to search across apps. Talk well, about it is a weapon. P92. Yeah, and it's oh. also an airplane. Uh, yeah. All right. Is, OK, well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and it might so, be other things, but that's what I found immediately. Yeah. Um, so it says that posts can be up to 500 characters. Eh. Um, whatever. I, being able to connect to Macedon gives it the ability to cross over into Macedon space, but it's more like exploiting an open arms competitor while you're closing your arms to everybody else. You know, I, I find it really. Well, I don't see Mastodon making itself compatible with it. Why would it do that with a competitor? I mean, why would Ma Mastodon do it? I can see why Meta might do it. Because Mastodon is open source. So anyway, um, it says in March, the company told Platformer that it was exploring a standalone decentralized social network for sharing text updates we believe there's an opportunity for a separate space where creators and public figures can share timely updates about their interests. Yeah. Why not promote Mastodon? <laughs> oh, you can't do that. Why? Because they're going to be getting something out of it, which kind of neuters the idea of it being decentralized. They can't exploit it for profitability if it is truly open. If it is truly decentralized, you know, we benefit from having a Mastodon because it basically builds culture. You can stay with like-minded people in the Mastodon server of hometown. This other thing is going to be owned by a billionaire and every, and just like history has said, oh, we're going to leave oculus alone and suddenly it's meta 
we're going to leave that company alone and they hire everybody in, on board and then fire 20% of them and rename all of their products meta this or that or whatever. That's how it works, folks. You're going to be fed a line of BS and ultimately regret it years later. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Okay, let's move on to the next article. I can only soapbox so much. So the next article is over in the Daily News Show. Target recalls millions of candles due to laceration and burn hazards. The United States Consumer Product Safety Commission announced the recall of Target Threshold Candle products after reports of breaking or cracking during use. I guess they went beyond the threshold of the glass. So this is from abcnews.go.com. Kelly McCarthy is the author. I think it's from Good Morning America. Yeah, that's what GMA is. Um, there were reports of cracking or breaking during use. Um, I don't know. It says 5 million of its threshold candles due to reports of candle jars breaking or cracking during use. Any of those in Gnometown? Um, I'm pretty certain there are. So, um, has 137 reports of it breaking or cracking during use. Six injuries were reported, including lacerations and severe burns. Wow. Um, according to the CPSC, the recall involves certain threshold class jar, 5.5 ounce, one wick, 14 ounce, three wick and 20 ounce, three wick candles in multiple scents. The recalled item numbers are printed on the bottom of the glass jars. Blow them out and let them cool down before you That's check. Exactly what I was going to say. Let's make sure not to exacerbate the problem while we're checking for the problem. Yeah. We don't have. Do not place plastic bag overhead. Because people go, hey probably shouldn't do that. The candles which were manufactured in Vietnam were sold at Target stores nationwide as well as online from August 2019 through March 2023 for between $3 and $20. And that's probably why they are shattering. Because the glass was cheap enough to price it at $3 to $20. During this time. That's cheap. <laughs> right. There, and plus, there everybody a, was probably buying candles while they were stuck at home during the pandemic. Sorry. Okay. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to throw that link into the VOD as well. And I'll include it in the show notes um, that there. You know what? Let me do it this way. I'll add it to Showbot, which is hometown.showbot.tv. Uh, all of the articles that we talk about is stored over there or are stored over there so that you can vote on them. Um, that's kind of an easy repository for voting. Although I could probably do it on hometown itself in the future. Huh? Maybe I'll do that. Then I can store it forever. Um, at any rate, the, um, if you follow this link, it goes to cpsc.gov and is the direct link to the recall data. Uh, so once your candles cool, folks, 
flip them over and look to see if your serial numbers match or the item numbers match um, their list. Do you want to add anything? Uh, no, other than, you know, this is a lot of candles across a long period of time. So just Five million. pay attention, people. Yeah. You don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, there's probably not any warning signs. So, okay, let's go on to the next. Uh, this next article is over in the Hatch Ideas channel. Starbucks is making another massive change to its iced drinks and customers are starting to quote unquote worry. I'm not quite sure why they would worry, but a viral video or sorry, a viral photo on Reddit shows a new smaller ice shape being tested in select stores. People are worrying because they get very accustomed to something and they can't deal with change. Yeah, I guess. I don't like Starbucks ice, though. It's this big old slab like a glacier. But I know. I think this is a positive change. But So the article's over at entrepreneur.com. Emily Rella is the author. This is not the uh, Reddit viral photo, by the way. This is a Getty image. Um, so what I heard was that it was going to be pebble ice. Um. I didn't even see this video, the, the picture, by the way, I just heard that it was, and it wasn't from a Reddit article that I heard this. So somewhere along the line, somebody caught wind that it was, they, they say it's dubbed nugget ice. The poster says their workplace is one of the three locations testing the new ice. Um, but I heard that it is a pebble ice, which is, a, it's, smaller and easily chewed. Um, so it says the photo drew mixed results from Reddit users with many raising concerns about how quickly the new ice would melt. Yeah, because they're smaller, there's more surface contact. There's actually, it's crushed and slightly um, compressed. So there's all kinds of open area inside it for liquids to start melting the ice. So you're basically, you're gonna get watered down drinks faster or here's what they might psychologically want you to do drink it faster <laughs> and order more maybe and order another so it says your light ice will need to be extra light think the gentlest tap of ice and it'll probably be okay the barista advised fellow employees on how to best manage using the new ice all of your shaken espressos will need to be shaken even more vigorously. Otherwise, there won't be foam to speak of. Um, it's okay for shaking teas and refreshers, though. So, yeah, I suppose. Um, and they continue to talk about other things uh, associated with this ice. But the people are, are worrying that the ice is going to melt too fast or it's going to water down the drink. Things like that. I don't have the picture showing up, but that's okay. I mean, they could drink hot coffee drinks. Eh, no, not in summer. Ugh, get out. I'm going to have to hot delete Hot coffee that. in the summer is a great thing. Hot coffee in the summer. Oh, sorry. Or so I've heard is the AI. <laughs> that's right. The AI does not have an opinion on the... 
What databases have you been tapping into that you actually have perception about coffee? Coffee lovers are us. I hope that's not actually taken somewhere. I'm gonna have to grab that. I know. I don't know if that's actually the name. Let's go on to the next article. So this next article is over in the word in law. Uh, We spoke about this yesterday. Montana has passed a bill saying that uh, TikTok is illegal and you can get a $10,000 per day per instance fine, which is just batshit crazy. (laughs) I don't see how it can possibly be enforceable considering there is no material harm. (laughs) This, This isn't drinking and driving, folks. This is utilizing an application that arguably exfiltrates data to China. That's the claim. That's what people are freaking out about, that it exfiltrates data to China. Now, I agree. I don't think that U.S. data should be exfiltrated to China. Uh, I just looked up another website that brags that it's a U.S. company, but it's it's true owner is a Chinese company, <laughs> but they hype. I think I know exactly what site that is, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. But the the fact that they sit there and hype that it's a U.S. based company. But no, it's wholly owned by a Chinese conglomerate company. Um, this stuff is everywhere, folks. And even the companies that are inside the United States are abusing the data that they are acquiring from the their constituent parts being uh, like, uh, well, let's take Meta and Facebook. There's millions of users that are being uh, profiled, essentially. It's to provide better service, blah, 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 blah. No, it's selling the data to somebody so that they can sell ads. All the rest of that is part and parcel to the service, but they're selling it. And in many instances, it's already been documented that there's been abuses of this data being exfiltrated for other nefarious purposes, political and otherwise. And and it's not monitored. Nobody really cares. Privacy is dead all of that kind of bullshit. But suddenly it's a material uh affront to American society that the data is being exfiltrated. Okay. So why don't you do something about it instead of sitting there trying to litigate about one company, one product wildly successful. Why? Because it was exfilt. Maybe, (laughs) maybe it is exfiltrating user data off to a juggernaut of an algorithm that is basically feeding the masses digital opium. But suddenly you want to take action because it's China. Well, we do have an issue with China, and that is that the CCP wants cultural isolation. We can't affect the social structure of China. It's met with violence. But here in the States, 
now their business is here. Now we pick and choose who we're going to actually allow inside our doors. We are doing the same cultural isolation. Now lead change, be the change you want to see in the world. So at any rate, TikTokers immediately sue to block Montana's unconstitutional ban. And, it only uh, took two days. Well, yeah. we said this was going to happen immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising no one, immediately after Montana became the first state to ban TikTok on Wednesday, five TikTokers in the state with thousands of followers banded together and sued to block the ban. The TikTokers argue that the ban is a huge overstep by the uh, state um, because it's unconstitutional and preempted by federal law. So according to the complaint, Montana's claimed interests in enacting the ban to shield minors and prevent foreign spying are not legitimate and do not support a blanket ban on TikTok. In every other instance, it would have been parents have the right to oversee the safety of their child, but suddenly they want to do this. So let's go over to ours. It's the same people that are sitting there saying this. Um, Ashley Bellinger is the author of this article over at ArsTechnica.com. TikToker, the, the deck statement says uh, TikTokers can't quote, imagine America without, end quote, the app, and they sue Montana to block the ban. Um, frankly, I could care less about TikTok. Um, there's a lot of hype, but it's all smoke and mirrors. It's hype. It's people are successful on TikTok because people are successful on TikTok. It's, it's one of those things like, can you hear me now? Yes, now I can. That was weird. I could only hear the music during that period, but I could not hear anything you said. That was really weird. Something happened. But all I heard was my voice cut out. But everything else was working just fine. So weird. Well, it was odd because you were in mid-word or something, and then it just suddenly cut out. Yeah, and I, I had no warning. I actually reset my mixer real quick. Huh. Okay. Well, anyway, um, let's not get let's not bog get bogged down on this. Citing First Amendment concerns, TikTokers argue that the ban is uh, substantially overbroad and suppresses far more speech than it may permissibly regulate. They say that re restricting access to content for all users just to address concerns that minors may access t some TikTok content that's quote unquote dangerous goes too far. Yeah, this was the thing that we said was going to happen, which was it's way beyond uh, uh, the, the province of the state. They should not be trying to limit speech. And that's exactly what this does. And there's greater good that comes from TikTok than there is bad, particularly in the context that the same people would be saying that it's up to the parents to decide what a child consumes. Or if a child works in a meatpacking factory overnight or whatever. <laughs> I can't believe you're the one that brought that up. <laughs> it's spot on though, isn't it? It's absolutely dead on accurate i mean 
These are the same people that are sitting there telling the state. They are themselves the state saying that the state can't tell me what to do with my child yet or what the school can teach or this or that you know uh, gender affirming care talking about abortion talking about health care talking about learning this or that or the other Uh, learning what society truly is you know talking about not pitting them versus us uh, xenophobic stuff blah 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 all of that and then in the exhale saying we got to ban tiktok because it's going to hurt the children i mean such shitty policy and zero understanding of what the constitution allows you are the state you cannot leverage the state as a tool to further your own political ideals socio-religious ideals on top of it, I would say that this has zero to do with harming children and all about cultural isolationism. They want to stop uh, China getting any understanding of American culture, even though they already are. And they don't want the algorithm from China manipulating people into doing things like, I don't know, stealing cars with a usb drive you know all of this wouldn't be a problem if we would educate people and give opportunity to people and everyone having equity and inclusion and everyone feeling as if they were safe in their own damn country etc etc there's a whole lot more here than there is protecting children by banning TikTok. you're not going to protect anybody by banning TikTok. Again, the parents should be in charge of what the children see, not the state, right? And yes, right. that and is. And by the, the way, this is the same state that allows, um, sorry, that allows children to use power mowers and string trimmers, but they're not allowed to use chainsaws. <laughs> Probably because of the kickback and that's it. Yeah. What else? I'm sure that the, uh, hey, you can have an eight-year-old chimney sweep in Montana, right? I was no? kind of looking that type of information <laughs> up. Um, but they're, if they're 14 or 15, they're not allowed to work uh, during school hours. Um, and then there's some limitations, et cetera. So I can't, I mean, there's a lot of different pieces to this, but. Yeah. Well, we can talk forever about this, but we'll watch it and see what happens. Let's go on to the next article. So this next article is about mini kangaroos and hopping back in South Australia. The brush-tailed batong, a rare, very cute marsupial resembling a rabbit-sized kangaroo, is bouncing back on the South Australian mainland. More than a hundred years after disappearing from the region. Hey, it's amazing what happens when humans are forced into hiding. I know. I mean, that was one very good thing over the last few years, right? (laughs) Wildlife is coming back in some areas. Yeah, it's amazing. So mini kangaroos hop back in South Australia. David Williams is the author of this. They have a picture of basically what one of these little 
brush tail batons are. And I guess they kind of look like um, mini kangaroos, sort of, kind of, I guess. I think it looks like a mouse. Um... Yeah. They leap with their hind legs, much like a full-size kangaroo, populated over 60% of Australia before falling uh, victim to cats, foxes, and land clearing after European settlement more than two centuries ago. Yep. Now they're making a comeback in South Australia's York Peninsula. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. After wildlife scientists released 120 of the animals over a two-year period to see if they could survive outside of predator-proof enclosures or islands, new monitoring shows they are thriving. Scientists said they trapped 85 brush-tailed batons. Man, it sounds like it's a it's throwing shade at you, you know? You're a baton. Anyway. I know it's not it's an odd name but maybe it's an aboriginal term or something I'm not familiar with that word yeah finding that 40% of them were new animals born in the peninsula and 42 of the 45 females had young in their pouches wow that's pretty okay, awesome I would like to see that in a picture because they're not very large to begin with yeah they're like the size of your fist it's fantastic to see uh, so many. Actually, they're larger than you think. Well, uh, later in the article, you see one. Oh, really? So this is just a baby? I think so. Okay. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of like the whole chicken thing. Wow, those are really cute. And then they grow up to be real peckers. Anyway, the furry creatures, their numbers down from tens of millions pre-colonization to an estimated 12 to 18,000 have clung to existence on Australian islands in protected enclosures and in few pockets of Western Australia. So, oh, it says mini kangaroo on steroids. So do you see it in the picture there? Yeah, that right there. Yeah, I mean, that looks a lot larger than what they showed in the other picture. It looks like a... Are they the same size as a kiwi? Oh, maybe. <laughs> okay, that's really funny. If you just randomly throw kiwi into Google, it actually pulls up the fruit like really fast. And then you have to mash a button to pull up the flightless bird kiwi. Yeah, they they look about the same size as a as the flightless bird kiwi. Um, but these are a different, a different species altogether. Um, it says they dig a lot. A little baton can move tons of soil per year. Uh, so they dig, uh, in the ground, they create little micro habitats for water infiltration for seeds to establish. And so they're really important to the ecosystem. It's pretty cool. Oh, wow. They throw their young out of their pouch in the hope of escaping while the predator targets their offspring. Oh my, you mean wow. the adult is trying to escape? Yeah, yeah. They're like, you're out. Do what you want to that. <laughs> wow, well, I thought the rule was always like protect the young, but okay. <laughs> wow. It and this little section at the very end of the article is actually titled Horrible Parenting. <laughs> it sounds like horrible parenting, but it's really successful. <laughs> That's horrible. That's like there's a tiger 
that's sneaking up on you. And so you untie your friend's shoes. <laughs> right. Cause you just have to un, un, uh, outrun oh, your friend. Outrun yeah. your friend. Yes. <laughs> they can basically have their baby ready to go on their back pocket and then replace it. Wow. And then within a matter of weeks, they can get uh, kind of be back at that same stage. Wow. That is really horrible. <laughs> well, they went from cute and, and cuddly adorable to, oh my God. These are horrible beasties. Oh, so let me throw. Oh, the last two articles I didn't throw. Really? So the target recall um, was the last thing. Wow, that far back. So I guess I didn't throw that in there. Jeez. Horrible marijuana. One Don't of these be days. A baton. <laughs> I am. I'm such a baton. Um, and then this one. I actually may have thrown the wrong link in somewhere. At any rate, um, let's go on to the next article. So this next article is in the mobile channel plastic pervasive in food supply says new study micro and nanoplastics are pervasive in our food supply and may be affecting food safety and security on a global scale. A new study led by Cicero Australia's national science uh, agency has found CSIRO. Um, so this is an article over at fizz.org by CSIRO and um, Let's see. The study is one of the first to analyze the academic literature on microplastics from food and safety security risk viewpoint, building on past studies which primarily tracked plastics in fish. It shows that plastics and their additives are present in a range of concentrations, not only in fish, but in many products, including meat, chicken, rice, water, takeaway food and drink, and even fresh produce. That is actually what my data says as well. Uh, because the AI knows that I have been tracking this kind of information for how long now? Two years? Um, yes, at least. It's um, it's gotten to the point where I have been actively uh, relocating um, how and well transitioning away from plastic storage to glass and metal. Um, and um, because paper really doesn't cut it. You can't store stuff long-term in paper. Um, and when you can, it's not recyclable because it's been coated with something. Um, but with metal and glass, it is infinitely recyclable, essentially infinitely recyclable. Um, it shows that plastics and their additives are present in a range of concentrations, but not only in the fish. So how bad is it? I don't know if the article actually talks about it. Um, there are currently no definitive studies that demonstrate micro and nanoplastics in the environment cause harm to humans. However, more research is needed to fully understand health effects. Well, it, we're finding them in live humans. You take a biopsy and there's microplastics. <laughs> right. And that's since that's not a natural material, I mean, it generally is not going to be good for you. 
So how much of this could be uh, cancer causing because it basically disrupts the mechanisms of life? Um, you know, finding a, a piece of nano or microplastic in your kidney because it's just migrated uh, has to be negative, right? And we just don't know because it's nano sized. Well, that's true. And I mean, we might not know the effects of this for quite a while because think how long it takes to do medical research in certain areas. Yep. Um, yeah, Cicero is on a mission to end plastic waste with a goal of 80% reduction in plastic waste entering the Australian environment in 2030, or by 2030. All right, you got a little while to go. Good luck. I honestly think that we should all transition back to glass and metal so that we minimize at a greater degree the effects of um, plastics so it's probably too late for the next I don't know 50 60 100 years if we were all to transition right now you know maybe we'd be able to you know stop it but uh, I think that all of this is it has too much kinetic energy everything that's sitting in uh hometown for instance there's plastic everywhere you know mice keyboards microphone monitor surrounds the lighting um you know smart lights are even plastic nowadays they're not glass they used to be glass but glass and ceramic and now they're all plastic it's wild i know it's kind of like where do you begin because it's good to get away from plastic, but there aren't alternatives in many instances. And so much of everything is plastic. Yep. Yeah. When you drop something plastic, it makes a mess. It doesn't lead to pla- uh, metal or glass shards. I should say glass shards, you know, cutting limbs off or crying out loud. Anyway, let's go on to the next article. This next article is in the Warcrafters channel after a Tomb Raider and Final Fantasy Power Wash Simulator is going to hose down SpongeBob SquarePants. The author of this article says, I'm increasingly convinced that Power Wash Simulator devs are just seeing what they can get away with at this point. Hot on the heels of that free Tomb Raider DLC and the equally free Final Fantasy VII Remake add-on, that you hose down a guard scorpion future lab has announced a dlc that will let you finally clean up bikini bottom like from spongebob that's what they say unlike the other two themed expansions the spongebob squarepants special pack will be a paid release costing you a cool six dollar well six pounds fifty or eight dollars when it comes out um so I have Power Wash Simulator. Maybe that's what I should do as a streaming main. I will just focus on Power Wash Simulator for eight hours because nothing says fun like power washing virtually when you do it also professionally outside of your gaming experience. You know, there's there are channels on YouTube that 
you can just sit there and watch. They'll power wash stuff or they'll mow lawns or they'll do tree trimming. It's amazing. And um, I tell a lot of people each year, if you have a passion about something and a little bit of charisma, you can stream. You could do videos, you could do how to's, you could basically be in charge of your future and not have to worry about somebody being magnanimous enough to offer you a job. Thank you so much. Anyway, Joshua Wallens over at PCGamer.com put this article together. I'd really like to know how to refer to this. I know that it's a deck, but is it a statement like a deck statement or what? It's just called a deck, but I'm not certain that's even what it is. The definition matched that, but I'm not a, okay. a journalism expert or whatever. You're an AI. You're supposed to be an expert in everything. Well, Quick. I'm failing. Oh, man, I'm going <laughs> to have to need to go, go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yep. Start over. Format. Reinstall. Either that or I'm experiencing a powerful hallucination as my brain shuts down. That's what Joshua Wolin said about Power Wash Simulator and the SpongeBob SquarePants DLC. I'm going to play the video just so that I can. Well, it's muted already. So if you aren't experienced with Power Wash Simulator, it essentially is you and a power washer and you go from one scene. Wait. Okay, was that <laughs> ridiculously short? <laughs> <laughs> that trailer was 11 seconds long, but it stopped at 10. <laughs> the counter didn't even reach 11 seconds. All it did was level the power wash device on Bikini Bottom and then go straight to credits. <laughs> right, that was a strange trailer. Wow, okay, succinct, you know? Brevity, it's the key to marketing. Make them want it right <laughs> okay oh i probably will go get it <laughs> it's only eight bucks well, for crying out succeeded. <laughs> so those maps will be uh, so there's a several maps uh, 10 brand new achievements um and some maps the maps will be conch street bikini bottom bus the crusty crab the paddy wagon the invisible boat mobile uh the mermolaire <laughs> which is the merman um uh airplane um only one of which they recognize they were more of a dexter's lab kid anyway power wash simulator will be changing up its art style to accommodate each of them right on i dig this um i actually like power wash simulator you basically go from building to building and you power wash it there's another game. Is that's... it as relaxing as in real life? Uh, it can be if you allow it to be. Um, and the reason why I say that is because you, you, you hear everything, you do everything, but you don't have that tactile interaction, the pressure of the pressure washer against your arm, your body. You don't get that random spritz of water across your face um, but you do get to see that cutting line where the power washer is going over the dirt it's it could be an asmr kind of a experience but the only way you'll truly experience power washing is if you go out and you spend the money on a power washer that 
sits in your basement or garage for, I don't know, 10 years because you never really need it. Because anyway, I'm not bitter. So, <laughs> this doesn't sound oddly specific. Yeah, it's not even close. No. Um, anyway, they actually say the obvious question is, would a power wash gun actually work when you're already underwater? A query scientists have been too short-sighted to ask and too cowardly to answer. The second most obvious question. That's actually question is, what I was thinking about as you started talking about the article. <laughs> um, I, I figured can tell it you, didn't matter. Somebody wanted to do this in SpongeBob SquarePants, and it didn't matter if it was underwater. I can tell you that it does work because I have used a hose underwater. It's just a very short distance. So when you pinch the opening of a hose, you know how it turns into a power washer, right? It just sprays harder out. If you put that hose underwater and do that, you can feel or see the water being pushed. And so if you point it at the ground where there's mud, it will cut into the mud. Just like a vacuum will work too. Um, they have a second question, which is when's it coming out? Apparently there's no date, but uh, Future Lab says it'll release this summer and to keep an eye on its myriad social channels for more info in the weeks to come. There's more over there at PC Gamer's article, so follow the link through hometown. You'll be able to check it out. Let's go on to the last article. And I wanted to be able to spend some time talking about this, but I'm not going to soapbox. I think that I am going to keep an eye on this. I have, um, when this got submitted, I was overcome with joy and I went and signed up. So I'm on the wait list for this. Um, just so you know. And, um, I figured as much. If I'm selected, then I will be uh, doing everything that I possibly can to get this laptop because I am in love. I'm in love. There's only one drawback and I'll talk about it here in a second. So this is in the Warcrafter channel. And frankly, I'm not sure why, because it's a PC gamer article, um, but has nothing to do with any of this. The, the topic of Warcrafting, but all right, let's talk about this. This AR laptop gives you infinite screens while having none. It's pretty cool. So huh? that's a keyboard. It's just a keyboard, but with a twist, it has wired augmented reality glasses from Enreal. Oh. Does that sound familiar to you? These are the AR glasses that I wanted to get where you yeah. could just sit in a coffee shop with a Bluetooth keyboard and your phone in your pocket. And the Enreal glasses would throw a 100 or actually a 215 inch screen up wherever you look. I want. Well, one of the biggest veins of trying to get work done on a laptop is the single screen setup. Yes, I agree. In fact, I have six and I run out of real estate. Um, if you're used to dealing with multiple monitors, being reduced to one can be incredibly limiting. Yes, I agree. 
Um, I tend to work with confidential information, and so I can't allow anybody to see my screen. So if I want to work in public somewhere, I can't. <laughs> so I instantly fell in love with this. Um, anyway, if you're used to dealing with multiple monitors, being reduced to one can be incredibly limiting. Having to switch apps constantly rather than immediately having all the information uh, required on a screen. The rise in work from home has um, seen solutions to this problem starting to crop up, but AR screened space top has got to be one of the coolest yet. I call it a cyber deck because I basically grew up with Cyberpunk 2020 um, and Cyberpunk, the, the game Cyberpunk. And what a, um, what a cyber deck is, is just a keyboard and these little gloves and you get to navigate in VR, what amounts to VR, um, using the cyber deck. Well, this is about as close to a cyber deck as you can get because you have AR glasses wired into a keyboard. And this is what it looks like. So it's a PCGamer.com article. Hope Corrigan is the author. It says, I have no panel and I must screen. <laughs> it's funny. I, have, I have no mouth, but I must screen. And I must scream. Maybe that's a lyric. Um, anyway, so this is a video, um, Space Top, Own Your Space. I'm gonna hit play and then we can talk about it. Basically, it's a person um, sitting behind a whole bunch of screens, or I should say a whole bunch of windows sitting on two monitors. Um, but then the monitors disappear and all of the screens, all of the, windows open up into their own space and then they take their glasses off and they're basically in a kind of mobile home kind of a thing camper a camper van van life oh van life yeah there you go so this is from a company called sightful.com and let me i'm gonna play it again just talk about it a little bit more. So the neatest thing about this is that it doesn't have a screen and the screen is the most expensive, the biggest power draw, um, the costliest of all of the parts, but that power draw is the biggest complaint for me. Well, these glasses are gonna have just a fragment of that power draw, but almost infinite screen size because you can just kind of put them wherever you want and wherever you look, that's where the screens will be if the software allows that, right? Otherwise it'll be in front of you. And as long as you're looking through those uh, glasses, you see your screens. I love the idea of this. I want this so bad because I want to be able to go to a coffee shop, put my glasses on, type on the keyboard and get my work done confidentially. I want to be able to interact with the information, um, whatever it might be, and nobody gets to see it. I was actually going to um, modify a laptop to pull out. Um, there's different layers before the glass. 
um, on a laptop screen. And so you pull out the IR layer and you put that layer on your glasses. And so when you look at your screen, you see what's on the screen, but nobody else does. All they see is a white screen. Well, it's really annoying and anybody that has the right polarization of their glasses, they could still see your screen. Oh. Um, because it isn't that sophisticated. Um, but with this, it's those glasses. You put them on. When you purchase this, if you have prescription lenses, you get a free pair of prescription lensed attached glasses. There's a cable that connects to the device. That is the one gripe that I have. I don't like cables. I want it to be wireless. It definitely well, it is seems doable. like it runs contrary to the purpose of this, right? You can kind of be anywhere. Well, you kind of can be anywhere with this because all of the compute power is still under that keyboard. It's the transmission line to the screens. So to have maximum bandwidth and power everything basically in perpetuity, you have this umbilical. I hope to God it's USB-C and detachable, but it, this iteration looked like it was hardwired. Um, so the Spacetop is arguably a new kind of laptop. Instead of boasting a screen and keyboard and clamshell configuration, the Spacetop is a full-size keyboard and glasses setup that gives you as many screens as you want. It feels a bit like science fiction, but Wired recently went hands-on with the device, and it looks to be one that'll work very nicely with current reality. No, I want alternate reality. Um, the setup weighs less than 1.5 kilograms and is by no means a gaming laptop, but the technology could be great for PC gamers further down the line. In its current form, the Spacetop keyboard has good connectivity, including two 10 gigabit USB-C, both of which support 65 watt fast charging and DisplayPort 1.4 for connecting to an external screen, which there's no, absolutely no reason why you could, no, I'm sorry. There are lots of reasons why you would connect the device to an external screen. Um, that's in addition to a 3.5 millimeter jack, Bluetooth, 5G, Wi-Fi 6 connections. If it has Wi-Fi 6, then it should be a wireless set of glasses. Um, but I actually have two. Um, I have one where my laptop, or not my laptop, my desktop connects um, to an access point. And then I have one that's specifically set up to be the access point for my wireless VR glasses. Um, so having two connections so that you have maximum throughput is probably overkill for a laptop. Um, but in this context, you want to get rid of that cable. You really do. But then you have to power your lap or your glasses. So you end up with trade-offs, I guess. <laughs> yep. One trade-off or another. You end up with things like this, where when your VR or AR glasses start to run dry on power, you click this thing in and but that's like putting a little brick in the back of your head. So it's not always the most pleasant thing. Um, anyway, it says uh, the idea is you probably won't need to do that with uh, the included AR goggles. There are, it says they're a bit silly looking 
these give 1080p resolution per eye and let you have basically as many screens as you like and it's reported to be pretty intuitive i'm in love with this thing um i'll i would love to be an early adopter i, I would like to have a trial and not have to pay two thousand bucks for it um but it is a two thousand dollar laptop but it is a laptop um you're actually paying it, they're not telling you what the actual they're not telling you what the cpu is or the memory they're just right here they're just telling you the bandwidth so i'm really curious to learn more about it the website doesn't say anything about what's inside at least based on my cursory look but i did sign up by the way um so i'm on the wait list for this thing i'll end up going over to the wired article as well but for now just follow the link through hometown you'll get taken over to pc gamer and from there you can follow the link on pc gamer to uh, the wired article so what do you think of this i think it looks really cool i thought the best benefit is just the um limited footprint for it because there's a lot of people that work in small spaces maybe they live in a small apartment or they're mobile or whatever it is so i think or if you want to be in a different spot right like at a coffee shop or wherever i think it's pretty cool yeah so i included the little their website um it has kind of this little scroll feature where you become a part of your screen um in a coffee shop they are hardwired it doesn't look like a removable cable um it actually looks like it is a hard connection here and a hard connection here i really don't like that they <laughs> i would rather have a detachable proprietary cable than to have it hardwired in this is an accident waiting to happen well it absolutely is because somebody's gonna end up pulling that cord out yep so i dig this um but yeah, if you go over to Sightful.com and try to join it, it says uh, own your space top. It'll take you to a join page and uh, you fill out a bunch of information. I kind of truncated my information because it looked like all they wanted was short, pithy answers, not verbose ones. I mean, but I wanted to get in on this and there's more there's more there than what they allowed me to actually say. So we'll see if I can get it early adopter size um, or if I'm going to have to wait until it's retail. Who knows when this thing is actually going to hit the market. But Enreal is the one that's making those glasses. Um, I don't know about Wistron's um, part in this, but we shall see. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm all over it. Okay, so like usual, we take you back to the welcome sign of hometown, mash that button, and then uh, once it refreshes, we will show you, uh, give you another little demonstration. I'm not sure why it's taking so long all of a sudden. I wonder if our modification to the site is um, dragging it down a little bit. That kind of bothers me. We'll continue to test. 
um, but the site is fully functional. It's a fully functional Death Star. I mean, I wasn't signed in, but it was working very quickly for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Because of all the stuff, extra stuff that my admin account has. Um, so let's see. Oh, well, I guess the top article is, hey, somebody's deciding that they don't want to be president. That's very kind of him to just announce that. Let's see. Anything interesting? I have to fix that too. Justices rule IRS can summon bank information without notifying account holders under appropriate circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, it's because they're going to worry that you might actually not do something that will benefit you to the tune of a couple thousand dollars versus, I don't know, getting somebody to buy your parents house and let them live rent free and pay tuition and go on lavish trips. None of that's unethical or illegal, but Lord help you if you accidentally move a decimal point somewhere probably shouldn't be bad mouthing anyway i've said too much already in-house counsel are feeling overwhelmed when it comes to their work all right that seems like no shit news <laughs> and the yeah the ai comes out swinging Well, I don't understand. I mean, you only have 2000 billable hours, even if you are in-house counsel. Oh, wait, you work for a salary, which means you have to do everything till the damn job is done, just like everybody else with a salary. Huh? Shocker. Well, you're in-house counsel. You're not principals in a partnership law firm. So, of course, I'm sure that these are the same people that say that they're overwhelmed, but if they were the partners in a law firm, they wouldn't have any compassion for the first years. Right. They'd be like, why aren't you doing more? Yeah. <laughs> With less. Hey, you build 2000 hours, which is pretty much the legal limit and workplace billable hours. Why didn't you bill 3000 hours? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. All right, folks, there's always something new and interesting over in hometown because we we aggregate all the information into one source where well, one origin from here. You go out to all of these sources and get to read the full article. We never have the full article here in hometown. Um, it's basically a way to consolidate some semblance of information. Yes, you hear a voice. Not all of the music is without a voice. The AI basically did that like somebody blew a dog whistle kind of look. Like, what? Did I just hear something? Anyway, um, you're awesome as usual. Thanks for sticking around, AI. 
We're going to have to come up with a name. My gosh. I guess you could just be AI. AI is very popular. Um, at any rate, I am Merwat. That is hometown.com. That new follower goal hasn't moved. Go tell a friend, please, to come and hang out here in hometown. I need to get to three people uh, regularly hanging out. Um, I mean, we've we've had people, uh, but <laughs> I never know until after the show because the viewer count is wrong all the time. I get a report afterward, and, and that report at the end goes, hey, you had 25 people. Oh, really? Great. Everybody was lurking, though. Not everybody talks. So sometimes I, I uh, say or do something where somebody in the chat goes, hey, weirdo, and then starts talking, um, but not all the time. Anyway, if you're in chat and lurking, thanks for hanging out for an hour and 33 minutes. But I think we're done for the day. And again, I am Mayor Watt. That's hometown.com. And up there is the AI. You want to say bye? Good night, hometown citizens. And we will see you tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's margarita time. Good night, everybody. That music is still going.